0: Welcome to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sigimabe, and I'm your host, Craig Wells. We're having another great day today. I just want to shout out to all of my Coffee and the Cosmos fans. Y'all are incredible. We are reaching out over a hundred plus nations with the gospel of Jesus. Now, some people don't think this is the gospel of Jesus because it's deep, but the gospel of Jesus is the, through the gateway Yeshua. And then it goes into everything that comes in that gateway. I want to share a couple of things today. That's on my heart. One of them is to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understandings. And another one came to me just a few moments ago when I was having a discussion with someone. I heard this thought in my mind. Don't second guess yourself. So somehow I'm gonna to get to the point of don't second guess yourself why you are trusting in the Lord with all your heart. For one thing, let's go ahead and declare his faithfulness. Can you do that for me? You ever wonder why God has you in the situation that you're in? You might say, well, you know, God doesn't have me here. I put myself in here or, or maybe you're in. We usually we only classify good situations that we think God put us in, we say, oh yeah, amen, brother. The Lord has me in this great setup. I got this great situation. But our lives and our footsteps are ordered by the Lord. And even if we go off track, which we do from time to time, right, by misunderstanding or misdirection or just flat out missing it, right? That can happen. Yahweh is still, I gotta be our trust. He's gotta be the one that you lean on his faithfulness. You are righteous because of his righteousness, not because of your own. Though, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, you're not supposed to boast, right? I'm not boasting in my righteousness, all right? The reason is, is because it is his righteousness, but then I can boast of the goodness of God that made me righteous. Do you, do you get the point there? I can boast of the goodness of God that made me righteous. I can boast of the goodness of God that brought me into the heavenly realms because he has brought me into the heavenly realms. Not rims like on a car. (laughs) Daddy-o. Rims, R-E-A-L-M-S, I think it is. Plural, right? Multiple realms. Yahweh will bring you into multiple realms. That is through the shed blood of Yeshua, the torn flesh of Yeshua, I step into him. So let's talk about that for a moment because as I'm stepping into him, I want to know him, correct? But he wants you to trust him. And I'll be honest with you, I really wanted to talk more about his faithfulness because when you start exhorting God's faithfulness to you, it will give you a reason to count on trusting him. Trust is earned. Even with God, I know we take God at face value and we say we trust him at face value. But I promise you, the more that Yahweh has showed up in your life, the more the scriptures have come to pass, the more the words of the Lord has come to pass, the more the good things have come to pass. It, it's kind of not, not that God's earning your trust, but it brought favor in you to believe that God will do that for you. Or maybe you've seen God to do it for someone else and be like, you know what, God, you did this for this person. I know you can do that for me. So that's trusting. That's depending on the faithfulness of God. I really can't get this off my mind because Yahweh wants you to imagine in your head the faithfulness of God and have a party. Celebrate the faithfulness of God. Just no matter what you're going through, you could be having a great day, you could be having a bad day, you could be sick, you could be strong, you could be rich, you could be poor, you could be on top of the world, or you could be going through battles that no one knows. Which most people are carrying something that most people don't know about that they're walking through. And Yahweh says, I want you to trust me Because, and I was having this conversation with someone too about themselves, he's trustworthy. So when you're trustworthy, you're like your father. See, he's trustworthy. A lot of times we don't trust God the way we should because man has failed us along the way. Or we have failed man. We just can't sit around and point a finger and say, well, this one failed me, that one failed me. And so it kind of like took my trust away from men or trust away from business owners or trust away from family members. No, sometimes we fail people too. That's just life. But the Father will never fail you, though your outcome may not always be the design plan that you thought it was going to be. He'll put something in you, put something in your heart, put a passion in your heart, and you might not quite wind up exactly what he said. It has nothing to do with him per se as much as it is as you trusting him along the journey to the destiny. And remember this, remember this, okay? You're an eternal being. There are so many words inside of you that probably will not get accomplished in the earth. And I'm not trying to take away from the word of the Lord that's over you, but there's so many words that have been prophesied over you that will get to pass, but they'll probably come to pass in the next realm and the next life and the next transformation why you're an eternal being that was already with the loins of god and inside of heavenly places for a long 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 time before you ever got here now you're walking through your earthly realm stage where you are in your earthly host where you're an earthen vessel your body and your soul but you are a spirit being the same spirit being that came out of god that was created by god and your purposes isn't over say you were called to preach the gospel and you just don't see that you're called that you're preaching the gospel and you're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to really be able to preach the gospel. Or maybe he called you to be a business owner. You don't own a business yet. Or maybe he called you to do this, to do that, and, and it hasn't happened yet. Do you not realize and understand that you are an eternal being that's going to live for eternity and you will rule over new heavens and new earths? Just want to go ahead and give you the broadcast. It's in the Bible. You're going to rule over new heavens and new earths and not like what you think religiously. We used to think religiously we're going to go to heaven and just worship Jesus, right? Now, I'm telling you, I get by Jesus, I'm going to start worshiping him. So I'm not discounting that idea, but that's not the only thing you're going to be doing. If that was the case, he would have just kept his angels because if you go read your word, they bow down before him 24 hours a day, seven days a week constantly. And they're in a place that has no time. So they're constantly, without fail, holy, 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 holy is the Lord, worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb constantly, constantly, constantly and not that you won't have a spontaneous praise inside of you that you won't be able to shut up, but on the same hand he's going to have you in order that you have a destiny for your purpose, for your planet for your planets, for your galaxies for all the different things that God's going to use you, he doesn't have all the gazillions of planets and galaxies and things out there to be null and void he said that you will rule over new heavens and new earth, see this is starting to trust him, thinking outside of the box now I didn't mean to go there but I'm just telling you we got to think outside the box because a lot of times we think you know what oh God how did I get here you ever did that I've done that recently how did I get here Lord and you start second guessing yourself start second guessing your decisions start second guessing your ways now don't get me wrong if there needs alignment in some area of your life let the Holy Spirit come and do it but what it is, is we get in fear, doubt, and unbelief about ourselves because we barely can trust God. We don't really trust ourselves. And so what we're doing is second-guessing instead of walking out the plan that God has for us in faith and knowing that we rule and reign as king and priest. You know, I put that on Facebook today. Do you not realize that Revelations chapter 5, verse 10, it says you rule and reign over heavenly places? In this earthen vessel, you rule and reign upon the earth. It's right there in black and white. So I rule. Come on, say it with me. I rule, I reign. Why? The king of kings and lord of lords inside of me. He said, I'm the first of many brethren. I'm a king over kings. That's his kingship over your kingship. But that doesn't mean you're like the submitted lowly king that's not worth two cents. No, you're the apple of his eye. You're his prize jewel. That's right. Every last human being on the earth is God's prize jewel, always been God's prize jewel. And he is watching with expectation of joy. Not this nonsense the church told you. He's not watching to see how much you're going to destroy, how much you're going to mess up, how much you're going to come up short. The Bible already says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life. So he already knew everyone was going to mess up and not make it to the mark, but with great expectations. Kind of reminds me, my kids were in sports, right? And my son played football. I'd love to go see him play. I had such an expectation he's going to make a touchdown. And every game this dude, almost every game he made a touchdown. And sometimes more than one. He made some incredible catches. I mean, he's just incredible. I was not out there thinking, oh, boy, if he drops that ball, he's a loser. Oh, if he jumps offside, he's a loser. If he don't go in his steps, because he, he, he played offense, defense, and special teams. No, no, no. I, was, I had great expectation watching every play, even his mistakes, and thinking, wow, look at his, my son go. Look at my son go. When's the last time you thought you heard that from your father, from heavenly father? We don't see the problem is we don't get it from our earthly room too much. So we don't know how to relate to it. That's why we have to go trust. Really, God's hovering over you and saying, look at my son go. Look at my daughter go. Now, you may be going through the worst trial of your life. You may have fell flat on your face or you may not even be where you think you ought to be because something inside of you is telling you that. But most of the time it's a lie. It's a lack of rest. Because the enemy comes to steal, rob, and destroy and kill our rest. But in all reality, God is saying, look at my son go. I'll use my daddy's example. My dad has fought a lot of sicknesses over the last 10 years. I'm telling you that this man is a trooper. Now, I give no glory to sickness. But I'm telling you, I know God's not up in heaven thinking, oh boy, he got another sickness. I wish he knew enough scripture or get some sit out of his life that he won't have no sickness. What's those open doors? He's just... No, no, no. You know what he's saying? I, I, I listen to my daddy because I fought some sickness lately. And I'm telling you, I do not handle sickness well. I'm not ashamed to say it. I did, this cat does not handle sickness well. Don't like it at all. I don't want no one sick. I'm going to tell you right now. And to listen to my dad talk about the goodness of Yahweh in the middle of his trial. The goodness of Yahweh when he gets over one sickness and all of a sudden something else pops up. I can hear my father in heaven saying, look at my son go. Look at my son go. He's standing on the impossible word in the midst of impossibility. He's standing on the impossible word in the midst of impossibility. How else but I cannot rejoice and delight in my son? See, this is called trust. Trusting in Yahweh. That means trusting Yahweh when you feel like you fell flat on your face, when you missed it, when you made 100,000 mistakes, or when you're on top of the mountain and you got the flag up there with the name Yahweh on it, Yod He and you're planting it and showing the earth, Yes, look, Yahweh is God, Yahweh is Lord, Yeshua is the King. Just as well as those glory days when you're not in glory days, or aren't you on the way to glory days? I can hear right now in the heaven the Father saying, Look at my son go, look at my daughter go. The one that endures to the end shall be saved. Do you remember the scripture? When he talks about saved, he's not talking about your salvation. Your salvation was completed in Christ Yeshua, meaning everything that you've committed unto him will be saved and redeemed to you in this life or the life to come. And listen, I'm not really one of those preachers that like to preach about the hope of the coming of the Lord or, or the hope of what happens after we die, because I don't want to give death any honor in our life. So I don't want you to think I'm giving death any honor in our life. Oh, we'll get those benefits once we die. I'm not saying that. What I am saying, God is so faithful. When you do transcend out of here, he is going to reward even the greater even the greater, and you shall do greater things than these in this life and in the life to come. Why? Because he's faithful and you can trust him. He's faithful and you can trust him. So don't second guess yourself. Let's talk about that for a second because that was running in my spirit for a minute there. I was like, okay, God, what what do you really mean by that? You know, sometimes God will tell you to do something and you just got to stay faithful to it. And you can't second-guess yourself. Even though the earth around you, maybe even other people around you, circumstances situations around you might tell you, go ahead and second-guess yourself. I'll tell you right now, I've had many times to second-guess myself. The only staying power I've had is Jesus. I'm going to be honest with you. Me, I'm going to tell you right now, I've had too many words of the Lord prophesied over me. I should be like, you know, a billion people done got saved by now, right? Which has not happened yet compared to what I do. Not that I don't do nothing. Of course, I have a good ministry. I love my ministry. I love God for his faithfulness. But compared to all the words that have spoken to me. But I can't second guess myself and say, you know what, that just hasn't come in. I guess it just ain't going to happen. No, I'm going to believe to see what God's going to do and how God's going to bring it to pass. And I'm going to position myself Now, see, when I used to hear that word, I'm going to position myself, I used to think that means I'm going to walk uprightly before the Lord. I'll pray a little more. I'll fast a little more. I'll read my Bible a little more. I'll take communion a little more. There's nothing wrong with all those things. That's fine. But that's not what it means about being upright before the Lord. I'll tell you what's pure and right before the Lord. Your heart condition toward what you think about him and your heart condition toward what you think he thinks about you that will change your world more than anything. You can pay your tithes all you want. You can go to church all you want. You can fast all you want. You can do communion all you want. But if you don't recognize that you are the bright and morning sun shine of his life, you won't receive all the benefits because you won't think of him doing it for you. And you'll have a jaded view of what God thinks about you and you'll base what God thinks about you on your good and on your bad on the earth, which, by the way, is eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And my God, even though I know he made the tree and and listen, everything in that tree was written from him. You do know that, right? Satan can't write no tree. God put that tree in there and perfect on purpose. And it is the rules and regulations of do's and don'ts. It is the rules and regulations of good and bad. It is the rules and regulations of good and evil. So it did come out of him because he knows the difference between good and evil. But he said, I don't want you to eat from that tree. It might be admirable. It might have a lot of wisdom in it. Think about it. Adam and Eve was looking at that tree with desire. It wasn't because they couldn't order a pizza from Pizza Hut. They had all the food they wanted. They thought that it was. But they saw the essence of God in that tree. They saw the essence of God's knowledge in there. But he said, don't eat of that. They said, oh, it looked beautiful to eat. Beautiful, meaning they wanted to have that which was the portion of God. How else could Satan tell them, well, you know, if you eat this, you're going to be just like God. Because they saw the portion of God in it. Because God created it. Just like he created the tree of life. But he said, don't eat it. What they should have did is turn and eat from the tree of life. What you should do instead of judging yourself lesser than the God that you already are, because basically Lucifer was telling them you're not the God that God said you are. We we begin to second guess ourselves. We must not be the God because we have flaws or we can't think about it good enough or we can't get it right. No, 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 no. You are God by birth. (laughs) You are son of God by birth. Come on. You came out of the loins of God, then you were replanted in the family through the blood covenant of Yeshua, re-engrafted. You're crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but I live by faith in the Son of God who gave his life for me, correct? So therefore, I'm rebirthed in Christ. So it's my birthright to be a son of God, not my holy right. I'm holy because he is holy. I take on his holiness. See, this is trusting God. See, when my mind tries to tell me, oh, Craig, you know, maybe you got upset today or, or whatever silly thought went through your head. You must not be holy today. I got to tell my mind, I'm sorry. My holiness was given to me by Christ Yeshua. Oh, no, brother, you need to walk it rightly before the Lord. You should all always... Listen, when you know you're holy before the Lord, like the Bible says, the goodness of God brings man to repentance... It will begin to work on your heart and draw your heart into holiness. When you know you're righteous, it will begin to work on your heart and draw your soul to righteousness. When it knows you're pure, it will begin to work on your flesh and draw your flesh to purity. It's when you don't know those things because you think your father thinks something different about you. Make sure you listen to yesterday's podcast. It will set you free. But once again, listen, I love you guys. Y'all are so awesome. You're so incredible. Thank you for sharing me around the world. Whatever country you're in, say hello. Tell someone hello. Give him a hug for me. Say, bay." said, I bless you in the name of the Lord. Just walk up to him and say, Sagimabe says, I bless you in the name of the Lord. I promise you, you're blessed. Not because I'm something, but because you're something and your word is power. Because the word is the word of the Lord. It's the word of Christ Yeshua inside of you. I love you. You are so beautiful. Don't forget to share this with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.